0: So, when you guys are ready for me to get the whatever the hell I need to do in the beginning, let me know. Mm -hmm. Say the thing. Say the thing. The thing. That thing. That
1: is ready. Ready.
0: All right. Hey, everyone. This is Dan the GM bringing you episode 89 of What the Dice? 89 episodes. Ugh. So close to episode 100. I think for episode 100, I'm going to buy myself a fancy cookie. Because I need a cookie. Or, if you want to really give us a treat, especially me, I like treats. They make me feel happy and sad. A real treat for us would be to see more ratings and reviews from listeners like you. Head on over to Apple, Spotify, Podchaser good pods anywhere you could give us a rating or a review and hit us let others know of our weirdness that's all i got i'm gonna shut up let you guys get on with this week's episode of what the dice As we arrive at the Storyteller's campsite, we look over at his small home that is being built. Four walls, doors, and windows have all been placed. All that's missing is a roof. Glancing inside, we see simple furniture made of wood, a small stone fireplace built into the wall. Turning to look outside, we see that the log that we have sat on many, many a time is still there. Sitting, leaning on the campfire, are some fresh kills. What looks like fish and maybe rabbit or deer is slowly cooking in a small black pan. Looking over, we see a single chessboard where the storyteller plays chess with himself. The storyteller looks over and gives us a smile. Turning, he places the book on his lap and slowly opens it. Well, me friends, I don't know about you, but a strange du- jeweler's piece that is over a hundred years old, placed on one's eye, should not give strange whispers, and should not automatically move and twist. Well, in the world, near Tova, magic seems to be at a flux, shall we say, and Fay is experiencing it for the first time. Well, with more clues at their disposal and this strange jeweler's eyepiece, maybe the murders will slowly be solved. Sit back, me friends, and hear me tale. So in the last episode, you guys had acquired a couple of items, as well as... Defibulus went down to the collector and gathered up a simple jeweler's eyepiece, so that you guys can identify what kind of metal, glass, crystal shavings that Defibulus had acquired. Got it. And to get a better look at the gem, which Kalila has found in the ex-racist Golket, and now you have uh, this strange eyepiece. Things strangely happened with Faye, and she either saw or heard things that no one else did. Kalila looked at the eyepiece using her vision of, is it magic? And realized it is devoid of magic.
2: In fact, it was the opposite of magic.
1: Yep. Should be haunted, man.
2: Is this how a horror movie starts?
0: We come back with Faye with the eyepiece in her hand up on the uh, casino deck of the burdock. Because for some weird reason you guys have this strange fascination of doing all of this out in plain view for everyone to see.
2: If we make sure now to go to a room for private conversations but doing the things.
0: Yeah. Who would like to go first? Not it. Nope.
2: What's Kalila doing other than going, alright, now look at this item? Too bad, Faye. You're looking at more items. <laughs> oh no. My action is to make her take action. So I'm gonna like look at Defibulus and be like, what about those rings you found? Let's look
3: at those. righty, Defibulus will hand the rings over.
2: Sorry, I called her a speed buzz and broker.
0: You called her a speed buzz?
2: I meant to say bump. She threw me under the bus. And I... <laughs> Sorry, we're getting the pre-game giggles out, alright?
1: This is not pre-game, this is early
2: game. Alright, yeah. early game, she corrected me.
1: Alright, so I'm standing here freaking out with this I haunted jeweler's loop in my hand. Somebody shoving more rings in my hand, take a look at these. Alright, well... I look at them again with the haunted loop that I would really like to get rid of right about now.
0: So you have two options. One of which, the ring looks like it has been scarred and has got black scarring all over it. The other one looks like it is just mildly scuffed up. Which one would you like to do?
1: Just take a look at the uh, the worse off one.
0: Alright. Placing the jeweler's in your eye again the gears slowly start to tick and it opens up and you begin to look at the ring no voices no nothing and then things start to change you start to see the ring is being forged small delicate hands bending and shaping the metal Seeing a strange yellow, goldish looking crystal being placed inside it. You can hear the sounds of incantations. And then you hear that strange voice. Hmm. Using flawed metals, it seems they didn't know what exactly they wanted. Hmm. The scarring, man, that could be easily rectified and a little polish this ring could be good as new. Even if that gem was flawed and caused great damage. Hmm, this ring looks like it's been charged with a lot of electricity. Hmm, I'm surprised that the metal even, oh. You start to see further into the ring as if like the metal is being stripped away layer by layer. Ah, tricky. In the center is mithril. That's why the ring didn't shatter. Hmm. The eyepiece blinks. The gears begin to click and roll back.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Face talking inside her head, trying to address the voice. Wait, 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 hold on. Just a minute. What is going on here? Who are you?
0: You get no response except a Chill down your spine.
1: Come on, man, give me something.
0: The eyepiece is silent. Uh, roll me a. They don't have judge intentions. Um, roll me an intelligence. Uh, sense motive. There
2: is sense motive. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, sense motive. Then that, that'll work. Twenty-three. With the 23, you have an inkling that the eyepiece doesn't even register that you're there. That it's more of highly intelligent jewelers or high, people who do a lot of crafts by themselves of this nature tend to talk to themselves because they work for hours on end. And sometimes even their own voice will keep them sane. And the way he's talking, it sounds more like he is just talking to himself.
2: Hmm... Which, by the way, I want to know if uh, when Faye was going, no, wait, 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 was that all in her head, or did she say that out loud?
1: No, that was that was in her head. She was trying to stop the voice from going away, because she has questions. Alright, just make a turn.
0: So you have one more ring to investigate.
1: Alright, let's look at it.
0: As you switch rings, and you place the eye, the jeweler's eye piece, back to your eye, The gears don't click just yet, but you can feel as if something is watching you. Then the gears click, but not as often. It's just a single click. The eye opens up, and it almost seems to focus. It goes in and out of focus. You can see the ring being slid onto... A finger it is a almost like the whole thing is in black and white you can hear muffled voices you can't really make out what they're saying and the jeweler then seems to talk again Hmm. no 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 this ring this ring isn't right what did you want for it no no that's that's not going to do well yes i can't no 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 that's enchantments don't work on this metal then you feel as if the eyepiece falls you can see it spiraling down and land on the ground the lens shattering through the shattered lens you can see blood slowly pulling out from off the lens side followed by a dagger being dropped. Then the sound of a door chime, or a doorbell, like a, the entry bell. Shutting. Yeah. Uh, you can hear the doorbell chime as the door is exited. The vision slowly fades away.
1: Okay, well, I guess that explains something.
0: And what does it explain?
1: How the darn thing got haunted in the first place. (laughs) Did you say that out loud or in your head? No, that's me, the player, musing over something. Okay. Faye is still just kind of staring at it through the... She's still got the thing up to her eyes. She's just kind of staring at the ring. Kind of a little shocked and confused, but starting to click some things together in her head a little bit.
0: The wife Faye stares at this ring through the jeweler's eyepiece, does Defibulus or Kalila want to do anything?
2: Well, Kalila would be eagerly and quietly waiting for Faye to start talking about what she's seen so they can get some answers as to what all these clues reveal.
3: And Defibulus, Kind of sitting there wondering why she's not saying anything at this point.
2: Yeah, Kalilah's sitting there going, did it possess her? I'm a little worried she's possessed.
0: And You guys, without a paladin to check if someone is
1: possessed.
2: Yeah, it happened way too often in the Curse Swap. So Kalilah's, like, paranoia is, like, looking at Defibulous, looking back at Faye going, do you think she's possessed?
1: I am not possessed. All
2: right, that's good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, it's
2: happened before, all right?
3: Maybe the maybe there's more than one evil onion on board.
1: Hmm. Well, I haven't had anything with onions since I've been on board and... W- w- what?
3: Wait a minute. Would you admit to having an, something with onions if you were possessed by an evil onion?
1: Hmm.
2: I mean, he has a point, but she doesn't smell like onions. Fair point. Is Faye just sitting there looking as lost and confused as you are right now? <laughs> Maybe a little. Well, if she's looking that lost and confused, is gonna go, well, we're in the curse swamp. At one point or another, I think I got possessed. There was this mirror thing that we found. And then, what was it? There was something else. Oh, that tree that you would look at could possess you, too. Oh,
3: you mean the one that possessed you? Yeah. Yeah, that was a creepy tree. All bony. Yeah, it really was. I think bleeding, too.
2: Mm, was that the same one made out of the corpses?
3: I believe so, yes. Mm, right. Oh, and then there was that one tree that looked like goo that Clyde fell through.
2: Oh, the Jello trees.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. <laughs> so there was this cursed swamp that we ran through. Okay. No. Yeah, no.
1: No. I'm good. I'm good. Very. I, very I,
3: uh, uh. Uh. Hold on. You're gonna no. have to
2: embrace this, honey. If you're coming with us. Hold on.
1: <laughs> One mind mess at a time.
3: <laughs> yeah. By the way, weird stuff follows us everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Or do we find it? Both. Honestly, you guys find it. I swear to God, you guys find it. <laughs> I'm guessing uh, Nicodemus
3: didn't warn you. You probably should be careful swearing at gods. People say they get kind of testy about it.
1: I'm good. Trust me, covered. That does make
2: Kalila just suddenly stop and wonder, going, did anybody swear at a god when we got pulled into the ocean? Mm-hmm. Remember that skeleton hand, and then we like ended up at the temple, and then the rat guys were like, "Hey, we've been searching you for like weeks or whatever." Did anybody swear at a god then?
3: Not me.
1: Alright, it wasn't me either. I'm pretty sure the paladin is definitely too uptight to have sworn at any god whatsoever.
2: Yeah, it wasn't him. Maybe it was a crew member. So, you're staring very puzzled at that and you said your uh, mind got woojied or something. What did you see?
1: Yeah, so, uh, this thing's haunted. Thank you for the warning. Well, I don't know if it's- what, What- we don't have Clyde anymore
2: to actually contest that. It's not... It's the opposite of magical. I don't know, it looks like a void when I look at it. Instead of glowing a color, it's just black. And cursed items don't do that. They t- typically glow. Because they're
1: magically cursed. So I don't know if it's... Maybe it is haunted. Okay, well I'm not feeling like this is going to like hurt anyone or anything. It's just... I don't necessarily think it's possessed or anything. I think it's just... Straight up haunted, I think. I, you know what? I I don't really care. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This. So uh, here's what I saw. And at this point, I'm just since they've already heard you, as the players have heard you as the GM describing what Faye saw. I'm just gonna assume that Faye is now going to info dump on them everything she saw through the stupid loop.
2: That saves us some time. So does that give us any clues? I don't think that connects it
1: to anything, does it? Well, I mean... Maybe? Uh, give me some paper and a pencil or something real quick.
2: Lila will hand over... Or, no wait, Defibulus is the one with the sketchbook, so she'll be like, hey, hey, get
3: your sketchbook out. Oh, yeah, sorry. Defibulus will take out the sketchbook and open to a clean page.
1: Okay, Faye is going to try to sketch out what she saw of the dagger.
0: Okay. Uh, roll a um let's do an intelligence.
1: 14? Wait, that's a 15 so that makes it a 16.
0: After sketching for a minute or two, Faye you correct a couple things here and there that you're like okay no it. based on how daggers are it would be like this. Now that it is fully sketched, everyone give me a perception check.
1: 29. 30. 19.
0: Defibulous, I will go with you last. Kalila, looking at this dagger, you pretty much know it's not a hunting dagger. It's a little bit more ornate-looking, like, the blade is too smooth to be a hunting dagger. The handle is all wrong.
2: Ceremonial, maybe?
0: You might think ceremonial. Faye, going off of what Kalila had said, you go, well, maybe if it is ceremonial, maybe there's a god symbol on it. Maybe there's some kind of indication. Defibulus, you recognize this style blade. It is a blade that is pretty common in the under uh, Underdark. It is a drow assassin dagger. It is a blade that is almost untrackable because of how they are made. The metal on the finger on the grips doesn't actually take fingerprinting at all. Blood doesn't stick to the blade. Most assassins that have this don't leave it behind just in case. but they are almost untrackable when used. The caveat is you have to know a blacksmith that can make them. Yes, they are mass produced, but they are not just willy-nilly given out. You have to know somebody, and you have to know how to get it from them.
3: Defibulous kind of turned his head, and he goes, um, yeah, I recognize that. What is it? That's a drow assassin's dagger. Defibulous will tell him everything he knows about it.
1: Okay, so why would somebody, first of all, why, yeah, no, I know why somebody would have it, but why would they kill a jeweler with it and then leave it behind?
3: Hmm, my assumption would be to frame someone.
1: Okay,
2: but I don't think that has anything to do with the murders on the Murdoch.
1: Yeah, no, one at a time, and we still haven't finished the captain, and now we've got a gold hat. so, yeah, we're not doing so great here, guys.
2: I mean, the ring fell off of somebody, and it was in the... And this is the one that was in the floor, right, Defibulous? Yep. So the only person here that we know that speaks under and is a drow is the chef, and she doesn't... Didn't even pop up on our list of suspects for this. If she killed somebody, the jeweler or owner of whatever this is, I don't think it's relevant.
3: Maybe the eyepiece wants us to solve its murder so it can help us solve ours?
2: Okay, but, um, we kinda gotta, you know, do the whole, like, stop a
1: god thing. I mean,
3: this could all tie into it.
1: Okay, look, if we can't figure out who done it, we can't get off the damn airship, okay? Well, yeah, but how
2: does the ring that this- this- this thing help us solve the other two?
0: Hey, Faye, can you roll me a wisdom check?
1: Seventeen.
0: Thinking back on the scene you saw of the murder, the hand was- more slender and delicate, something more feminine. And you sit and think about what would happen if you took the color out of something. Drow would still be very dark. The hand that this ring was slipped on was almost pale toned. So it was someone that had either very little color or no color. So it would come to determine that whoever shanked the jeweler was not a drow.
1: Okay, so... having relayed this, now what does everybody think? It still concludes
2: the... the jeweler or whoever owned this thing, this ring, before. You're, you're saying, what is that telling us other than does it have anything to do with the Murdoch? This could have happened years ago and that ring could have been in the floor for years.
3: Or what happens if the person that killed... The jeweler is actually also aboard the ship as an assassin.
2: So it's trying to tell us the murderer is here and has committed a second murder? Or third. In their lifetime? Or yeah, more murder, mur- more murders in their lifetime?
3: Yep. That's, that sounds accurate to me.
1: That is one huge coincidence, you guys.
2: I completely agree that it's a huge coincidence. And the only thing it does is help us rule out that it wasn't the chef. And the orcs, because it was not a large hand described, it was a dainty hand. So it's a pale-skinned female, which just concludes the same thing that we are suspecting of the other two.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Hey, can I roll to see if I recognize, just outright recognize the hand that the ring went onto?
0: Yeah. You can roll a wisdom.
1: No, I flopped that. That's single digit.
0: <laughs> it went on Baka Baklava's hand.
1: Yeah, no, it didn't. <laughs> it wasn't that low.
3: Well, can you maybe draw the hand out for us, and maybe Kalaya and I can figure it out?
1: Yeah, sure, I can do that. Why not? Test
2: the drawing skills.
3: All you right.
2: end up tracing your own hand.
1: Shuck you! You faded it! Oops, maybe not. Uh, Same intro? Yep. Cool. A uh, portrait artist I am not. That is also single digits.
0: (laughs) So uh, it looks like a hand.
1: You
2: at least successfully drawed a hand.
1: Okay, were there any other rings or anything on that hand?
0: Not that you remember.
1: What about the environment? The background? Was it actually the ship? No, there's a
2: shop spell. What kind of shop? Jewelers shop. Do we know any of the merchants here that have jewelry? Like, do jewelry or something? Like, the, the one, the, uh, the mail was, what, uh, textiles?
0: Uh, so, the, the dwarf handled export, pretty much handled selling crap that came out of a mithril mine. The h- elven husband dealt with exports of all type. He was mostly okay. a, a shipping specialist. So, jewelry could be on his list of things he deals with.
2: Yeah, I have textiles. Yeah.
0: That was the, uh... Elven was, merchant. No, that was Katana's family for textile.
2: Oh. oh. okay. Uh, I must have missed that detail. That's Katana's family?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Faye and Defibulous. Since you guys have both these rings out, um... Can I get a perception check from both of you?
1: 32.
0: 27. As you two are discussing everything and you're staring at these rings, you start to realize that they're the exact same size. Yeah, the one that was in the electricity looks like there's a little bit of a wobble to the ring itself, but they're the exact same size. They look like they are cheaply made or quickly or, yeah, cheaply made. Something that is your.
2: Well, we know the one has titanium in the center and, or mithril, and that's why it didn't break.
0: Right. Uh, but the outsides look cheaply made. The setting for the stones themselves, there are no little hooks on them. So it looks like the the stones are kind of more pushed in place and probably use some type of glue or adhesive to hold it in place.
1: It's called a hammer set.
0: Yeah, they are hammer set in place. So that means that the jewel, the jeweler himself didn't actually put the stones in that he made the rings themselves, but they look besides one having mithril on the inside. They're both exactly the same outside, same ring size, same material. They look like they are made to be look mundane.
3: Now, you're seeing the same thing I'm seeing. These rings look the same size, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they are. Faye takes a second. She kind of fits them on one finger, and they fit the same spot the same way. Two rings. They both look the
2: same. Didn't you find a box of rings in somebody's room?
1: Yeah. What if they're the same from that box? Do I have any insight on that?
0: Uh, you didn't actually look at them, you just know that they were in there.
1: Looks like you need to get back in
2: there. Oh boy, more breaking and entering.
0: Welcome to the crew. Would
2: you prefer me to do it, or Hugin? I can go sneaking around, you create the distraction. Yeah, that's not what I'm good at. You know, I didn't think I was good at distraction.
3: If I had some gunpowder, I could. No! You are not blowing up the Murdoch! No! No. (laughs) Okay, to be fair, I didn't say anything about blowing up the Murdoch, just if I had some gunpowder.
0: No, because you'll blow up the Murdoch. You'll roll high in setting it, and then you'll roll low on exploding it, which means then the Murdoch explodes, and then you go crashing into the ocean, and then I don't get you guys to Godspell.
3: Here you go, on a piece of driftwood.
2: You know, for once, the GM is trying not to kill us.
0: I never try to kill you guys. Well,
2: I'm saying, you know, like the trope is, is the GM's always out to get. You're actually like, no, I'm trying to prevent your deaths. Yeah, I don't want you to die now and here. I have plans for your death.
1: (laughs) I have actually never had a murderous
3: GM. I've had plenty.
2: Aw, sad.
3: And while not trying to deliberately piss them off.
2: Right, but no, Kalilah and I believe was sitting there saying, well, I didn't think I was good at distractions, and lo and behold, who knows, maybe it's a new untrained skill you have. No. Alright, well then, are you going to sneak, or are you going to disguise? Or dis- distract, I mean.
1: Because
2: <laughs> if not, then I'll set Defibulus out to create the distraction.
1: God. I'll, um... I can get in and get a look at the rings just need to make sure that he's out of the room for more than five seven minutes
2: Claude is gonna look up and see if she can spot the lovely couple
0: nope they are they never came out of the room last night
2: okay well it is morning so yep. it is breakfast yep all right maybe they're late sleepers we can hang out here and eat until we see them they're gonna leave the room at some point
1: well I don't know she may not she's gonna well She's got plenty to not come out. I, uh, may have made her mad. If she sees you,
2: the idea is for you and her to be in the opposite of locations. Exactly. Um, let's see. You know what? Let's just wait her out. It's fine. All right. Well, with that, Kalila's going to go back and get seconds for breakfast.
1: (laughs) I'm going to finish mine. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we kind of distracted you and your plate of food's
1: just been sitting there. I didn't have to have anything warm. Let's go. Let's eat. Let's eat.
0: So you gonna what are you going to do with that eyepiece?
1: Oh, man. I'm going to finish eating, and then I'm going to take it back
3: to the Collector. Okay. I said, ha I'm off the hook.
0: <laughs> As you guys are eating, you see that the... Oh, I can't remember his name, but the halfling that traveled with Baka Baklava, the Dwarf Merchant, and strangely enough, Terry are sitting at the blackjack table, and Terry is gambling. He's not spending a lot of money, but its it seems its he has taken it upon himself to relax a little bit and is playing cards with the guests.
2: Kyle is going to nudge Faye going, look, your favorite person's actually having fun. At what
1: point did I say he was my favorite? I meant that sarcastically. We talked to him the most. I do happen to really like sources of information, you know. Your favorite person! No, my favorite source!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Potato, potato.
3: I like potatoes.
2: Or, 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 you know, trout, herring, whatever, take your pick.
3: Herring. Catfish.
2: And you slap someone is oh, just gonna perk up as she looks over at her like, how dare you?
0: Can I get a perception check from anyone watching the card game?
2: I want to roll, but I gotta be honest, I was more distracted in our like, lovely debate. I was not watching.
3: 23.
2: 30.
0: Did you say 50 or 30?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think numbers get that high.
3: <laughs> I said 23 myself.
0: Yeah, I heard the 23. I just heard something that sounded like 50, and I'm like, there's no way.
2: You heard the Tay.
0: Yeah. Maybe fourth edition. What'd you roll, Faye? 30. Faye and Defibulous, you both see Terry is cheating at cards. He is able to slide cards in and out of his sleeves with skill that... Almost seems like it's a
3: blur that he does it.
2: Oh, the paladin would be so disappointed.
3: That, that's some quick hands.
1: Nice!
2: Kalila suddenly like, what? Huh? And looking around.
3: Defibious will quietly let her know that Terry's cheating at cards.
1: He's doing it well. Leave him alone.
2: Kalila yeah, will watch and be quiet from a distance, wondering how this is happening.
3: But doesn't that raise suspicion that what else could he be good at?
2: Now he's back on the list.
1: Don't, know. don't care.
3: As the the card game continues
0: for just a few moments longer, it seems as Terry has won however much money he was aiming to win and has excused himself from the table. With another sleight of hand, he slides the stolen cards back into the deck as he walks off. Walking past you all, he gives a bow as he returns to his post.
2: Once he's out of earshot, Kalila's whispering to either fair Defibulus, who's
1: ever closer, going, Do you think he knows that we know? Possibly. Sure. I mean, he didn't take much. I, I,
3: whatever. But still, it raises suspicion in the fact that he's that good at a sleight of hand. What else could he be good at sliding around?
2: Or hiding in people's rooms?
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe he had the affair with the captain.
2: (laughs) Just so everyone knows, we can hear Dan laughing through the walls of the house at that one. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Honestly, though, if he did, good for
2: him. Get it. I'm confused. How can you all of a sudden say, oh, poor captain, but then be
1: cheering for him? Uh, there was nothing about me that said, poor captain, just, oh, captain. <laughs> I mean, come on, you get that many ladies on the street. Jesus, dude. But, I mean, getting it with your steward, too, That that's something to pull off there, man. I
2: think that's starting to border on addiction.
3: Well, I, bet I bet stuff was pulled off. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on,
1: oh. Oh, no, that broke me.
2: We're barely PG-13.
0: My bad. I'm
1: I am really, really trying to watch my language choices here, you guys. I'm so sorry, but my old sailor is, like, screaming inside. All <laughs> right.
2: Yahar, thy pirate soul be a grieven.
1: All right, so it doesn't really matter very much. It, it may change motivation slightly. It doesn't really matter that much.
0: So what would you guys like to do? Are you still waiting for...
2: Yeah, we're waiting her out. All right. I mean, other than maybe listening via my cat ears, if there's a cool conversation going on at the gambling table, but we're waiting her out. All right. At least until lunch, and then maybe we'll reanalyze our tactics. About
0: 10, 15 minutes walk by, and you hear footsteps coming up the stairs. Turning the corner, you see the elven male walking up with Lady Katana right behind. Her eyes are bloodshot and red. Her eye that she got struck on bruised up pretty nicely. Uh, she is using makeup to cover up as much as she can, and she walks over to you, uh, to Kalila and Faye, give you a smile, and thank you for the, the night of giving her a chance to relax and forget everything that had gone on.
2: Come on, go. of course. Glad that uh, you're okay.
1: You are very welcome.
0: She gives a nod as the elven male sits down, begins to order. She looks around, she goes, she's not around, is she?
2: We haven't seen her. Kalila will look at the husband.
0: He is dutifully ignoring you. And she's like, I heard her and Terry had words last night.
2: Did you? What did you hear?
0: Oh, she called Terry over from, like, they were outside talking. And I was, you know, kind of waking up because, you know, was it feeling great? And I heard her and Terry yelling at each other in that weird... It, it didn't sound elven, but it, it did.
2: But, all right. What happened?
0: Oh, it was... I, I heard her say something about... Oh, the... the. And she kind of leans in. She goes, the gallcat." Um, She kept saying his name, but I didn't understand the language.
2: Hmm. Did those two know each other?
0: who? Goalcat and...
2: Yeah, we saw them get into a fight up here a day or three ago, or whatever it was. We saw, All we saw was he said something, and she got mad and stormed away.
0: She gives up a, a light shrug, and she goes, I... No, I mean, she hates humans, and he hates elves, and I mean, from some of the girls that used to work the streets that I was friends with, they... They talked about him having a a taste for knife ears, and most of the elven girls that did go with him usually didn't work the next day or two just so that they could heal up. And, you know, they had, like, rope burns on their wrists and stuff like that after everything. Hmm. I mean, none of them were permanently hurt, but they... They were definitely, you know, bound in some way.
2: So why in the world would she be talking to him or about him?
0: She gives a light shrug as the elven husband clears his throat and she nods. She goes, I, I gotta go.
2: Kalilah's gonna look at the husband going, any idea?
0: He gives a light shrug and he's like, my wife's affairs are of her own and that and of her annoying sister.
2: She has a sister?
0: Yes, she comes from a rather large family. She has four sisters and two brothers, all of which are younger.
2: And why are you married to her then, since you seem to be... I understand you two are a thing.
0: He goes, well, when you have someone connected to your name that has power and you've got the wealth in our city, that is where you want to be. You always Uh, want to marry... Something
2: like an arranged marriage then?
0: Mm, More of... Her family had some misdealings and I was able to make those misdealings disappear.
2: And what she was payment?
0: More the rank was payment, and the rank unfortunately was tied to her.
2: I know understand your weird ways. It's okay, I get it.
1: Not ideal, but understand.
2: So what is she just didn't stay in her room all day then? She looks at the husband as he's going to, i walk away.
0: No, he's still sitting at the bar. He gives you a light shrug, and he goes, again, her affairs are of her own. She mm. did say she had to write a letter to her sister, but I don't know.
2: a will shrug and pretend to no longer be interested and go back to finishing her snack.
0: Anyone else like to do anything?
2: Um... Probably after, since it seems like she's not going to come up and holding a conversation of what now to do, since they're sitting, like, right there, Kalilah's just going to go, I'm going to head back to the room. Kind of give Faye and Defebulous that look of, like, come on.
0: Yeah, it's kind of boring up here. Faye, are you joining?
1: No, Faye's going to stay at the bar for a minute and just kind of order her thoughts.
0: Okay.
2: That's okay. Kalilah knows she'll eventually show up in the room.
1: Yeah, I'll be down in a few minutes.
0: Just give me a minute. So, Defibulus and Klyla, what would you like to do down in the room?
1: So how in the world are we going to get
2: her out of a room? And now that Terry's back as a suspicion, what are we going to do about that? Also, do we still trust in the whole, like, Clyde's opinion of Terry? He said he was clear, despite these new suspicions.
3: Well, I mean, if someone's really good about hiding what they do and who they are, I mean...
2: You could still hide it from a paladin, I guess.
3: I mean, doesn't paladin stuff generally work on, like, the intent has to be there?
2: I don't know how paladin stuff works, but I do understand with magic, you still can have a chance to hold against it.
3: Hmm. I know the collector's room was way colder than it should or the... Wait, I'm getting my people confused. Golkot. Yeah, that voice. Thanks. Thanks, voice in the sky.
0: <laughs> I love that.
3: Uh, Yeah, Golcock. Yeah. His room was ice cold. I could always, like, since I am a member of the crew offic- officially now, I could always tell her I need to check her room. I need her to vacate the room to check for any unusual temperature readings. I mean, that's hmm. the best I got. Unless it involves gunpowder.
2: It could be that you could go through the, uh... You're right, you could potentially pose as a secure safety person. Making sure that this isn't going to go. But that would give it away. The whole thing is is no one's supposed to know anything suspicious is going on. They don't even know that the ship really stopped moving. Fair point. Or we just don't care anymore. Why don't we go and talk to the crew and see what they want to do? They don't know that we have found all of this information. Maybe they'll just go, okay, keep these people in their room until we... Get to the lizard people and have them finish the investigation. I mean, other than pulling people in and accusing them, what else can we do? It's one of the three.
0: Faye, while they are having their conversation down in their room, what are you like to do?
1: Finish eating, glove up, and take the loop back to the collector.
0: As you walk past, Terry gives you a nod.
1: I forgot about Terry. I was going to tell him on the way back. Um, I, I was going to wink at him and tell him that that was a great hand of cards.
0: As you walk by and give him that nod, he stares at you for a second. And he goes, I do not know what you're speaking of, ma'am.
1: I'm certain you don't. See you later, Terry.
0: He gives a nod. At the collector's room, the door is slightly ajar and you can see just off of a mirror that the collector is sitting in a chair. In his hands, a thickly bound leather book and he is seemingly just reading.
1: I will knock on the door frame and announce myself.
0: He slowly closes the book and sets it on his bed and he walks over and he goes, ah, Miss Faye Hushfall, please, please come in.
1: So I'm, I'm going to hand him back the, the the loop, and I'm going to ask if he knows about its curious properties.
0: He carefully wraps the loop up and places it in a leather box, and then places that box inside of one of the many totes that he's gotten in his room. And he goes, mm, "What do you mean by properties?
1: Have you ever tried to use it?
0: Absolutely. That's how I identify." what kind of collectibles I have acquired. You always must check to make sure that things are exactly as they seem, because you never know what might be counterfeited nowadays.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, Have you ever looked at a piece of jewelry
0: with it? Yes, absolutely. He reaches into a different bag and pulls out a very ornate looking metal box. Opening it up, you see inside are earrings and jewelry of all types of different cuts and gemstones of different qualities. He goes, before I collected toys, I collected jewelry from some of the best and most rare areas I could get to. I have spent many a time on a boat in the air and on horseback trying to acquire these pieces. The jeweler's loop was one of the first. I acquired that piece, oh, about 30 something years ago. An older jewel smith was on his way out and he sold it to me for a stipend. And since then it's been one of my best pieces. It always seems to give me the knowledge I need to acquire what I need.
1: Ah. then I thank you very much for its use
0: yes I'm assuming you have learned something using it
1: more than I thought I would
0: oh please do tell
1: the magnification is incredible um, I gained a lot of insight
0: No, it's and he goes well just remember, sometimes what you see isn't always what's really going on. But this jeweler's piece seems to give a hint of more than what you seem. Like, he reaches over and picks up ace of spades with the Murdoch symbol on the pattern side. He goes, like, this ace of spades, I thought it was just a normal card until I used the jeweler's loop on it. Then I realized that the cards they use are more made from wood pulp than paper. It makes them a little bit more rigid, a little sturdier. And without that jeweler's loop, I would have never learned that.
1: Very handy piece, never lose it.
0: Oh, it is my most prized possession. It rarely leaves my sight
1: and I thank you very much for its use. He nods. I'll take my leave now. I hope you have a fantastic rest of the journey.
0: He nods. He goes, well, let's just hope the excitement dies down a bit, shall we? It seems as if there's always some kind of argument or some kind of accusation going on lately.
1: Trust me, if I could get away from it, I would. (laughs) Thank you again. Have a good one.
0: He nods. And as you exit, heading to your room, we are going to call this episode here. Well, 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 me friends. It seems as if the adventurers need to sneak back into a room to a woman who is choosing not. To leave our room. That and all the information a jeweler's loop has given Fay, there seems to be only a little bit left until they figure out who has done the murders and to deal with that. Well, the moon is high, and our time has come to an end. And as always, me friends, may the Dice Gods bless you every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email what the dice pod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, Please share us with your friends and rate and review us.